What up, everybody? Welcome to Jump Street hey. Podcast, episode 103 with oh, Maddie coming in with the coming in with the energy right now. I'm feeling it. Let's go. Yeah, episode sk- 103. I skated today. I feel good right now. What the fuck? Oh, nice. That, oh, you- the pizza man's here. Oh, my God. Look. <laughs> We got all right. Look at us. All right, so you you go ahead and check the check the door, because I bet that's your landlord. We've been through this before, remember? I know. You want you want to get the spiel going? I'll yeah, go ahead. Go, okay. go, go, go check. Go check. Up. And as we said go before, check. I'm not wearing any pants, so I got to make this quick. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, a little too much Jump Street secret information. Austin's not wearing any pants. Well, welcome to the episode. Thank you for joining us. Episode 103 on Jump Street Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, please do all of the things that we like on social media. Follow us, please. Go to Instagram, give us a follow. Go to YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. Go to Facebook, give us a like, please. If you like what you're hearing, go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating and a review. We're actually brand new on, as Austin's back, we're on Amazon Music. Right, Ooh. Austin? Yeah, I was going to say, if uh, you didn't mention that yet, we're uh, Amazon Music and now open to a podcast. So you could now listen to Jump Street Podcast on Amazon Music. So also, okay. yeah, and give us a follow so, so, on there too. Yeah, so give us a follow on there. All the sharing, all the interactions, they really help. And as always, we have a um, Patreon. You can be a Patreon for as low as $3 a month. When you become a Patreon, you automatically enlist in a monthly drawing for something free from our online shop that we do every month. We just had our last one on episode 102. So um, yeah, when and if you're also a Patreon, you get to see all this exclusive content. We do... Um, inside outs there are trick tips we do three pieces um there are three pieces are our trick pieces where we have three tricks from uh, one of our guests or pro riders we have section reviews we do how you know a bunch of different things spot checks and we're adding to it more so if you become part of our patreon community then we will continue to grow and continue to try to offer you the uh, best content that we can do so thank you very much if you do and if you're watching us live please hit the like button and do all that stuff so thanks Whoa, you just killed that there, Billy. I don't know if I did, but, I, but you know. I, I think you, you know, did. You know, it's just one of those. Mm, you you know, weren't there for half of it. Who was it at the door anyway? So Amazon delivered a package earlier to the wrong house, and it was my neighbor mm-hmm. across the street saying that she got my package. So okay. I already filed a complaint with Amazon, so maybe I'll get two of them. But okay. speaking, of, speaking of Amazon real quick, this episode isn't sponsored by Amazon, but real quick, Alexa, play Jump Street Podcast. Oh, that's not it. Alexa, stop. All right, trust us. It's on, it's on Amazon Music. Oh, my gosh. It's so anticlimactic. <laughs> we got to speed along for the next thing. Speed along, speed along, speed along. That, that, that was off the cuff right there. So I was just yeah. testing out if it worked okay. out. But along, you know, if you were going to pull a move like that, you should have checked. You I, was try, I was trying to be spontaneous on the air. Okay, I feel that. I can respect that. You respect that? I hope the audience respects that. I, I, think I, respect I, hope, that. I hope you guys respect us, too. <laughs> cool. Um, um, we just have a new Patreon ahead. supporter this week. Uh, Tree Tree Rudolph, thank you so much for supporting us. I wonder if he saw us on his uh, him on WTF last week and uh, was like, let me support these guys. But thank you, Tree Tree. We uh, appreciate you and your skating and, and your very interesting Instagram page. Everyone give him a follow. Um, yeah, thank you so much. We uh, also yeah, he, can have... get a WTF, he can get a WTF of the week every week. Like every time someone was shipping me clips like, hey, did you and Austin see this one? I'm like, yes, yeah. but we can't play it. We can't give it to him every episode. We got to kind of switch it up a little bit. He could have but, his own um, WTF 
his page pretty much is his own WTF of the week. So anybody exactly. who doesn't give him a follow, go check him out on, on Instagram. Um, speaking of WTF but of the week. Speaking of, this is a good segue for the WTF of this week. Beautiful. We're, we we mess oh. up once in a while, but we clean it up here and there. We do have a WTF this week brought to you by uh, Jump Street alumni, Damon Franklin, who posted this the other day from the infamous Venice Beach skate park, a little disaster 450 Royale on a square rail. That's wild. That is very wild. and That's uh, definitely NBD over at Venice Beach, which is uh, hard to do at such a popular spot. Yeah, i never seen anyone do that gap the disaster at all. I'm sure it's been done before, but not 450 Royale status. That's pretty sick. I've seen someone gap to disaster, but it was Damon, and he gapped to Royale. <laughs> so yeah, maybe that's but... his uh, natural progression right there. Gap to Royale, now gap 450 Royale. Yeah. Poof. He probably gets so hyped on skating in front of all those people at that park. That's, like, so him. Right yeah, they probably... They probably get hyped too, you know. Oh, I definitely like. That's like why he fits in so well over there. I'm sure. Yeah. Very sick. Shout Congrats, out Damon. Damon Franklin. Congrats, Damon. Thank you so much. And we'll get into our sponsor for this episode. Big shout out to Blank by Rollay for sponsoring this episode. They got a lot of stuff going on this year for 2021. Give them a follow on Instagram at Blank Rolling Products, and we'll play you a little uh, little ad for you guys real quick. I love how that ends with just him goofing off <laughs> with like the binoculars thing. Yeah, it kind of starts that way and ends that way. Yeah, it's perfect. But thank you, Blank yeah. for Roll Bay, by sponsoring this episode. Give him a follow, Blank Rolling Products. How are we doing? And so shout far? out Tony Woodland. Tony looking jacked in that as always. As always, I say it every time <laughs> I, I see it, so I have to me- have to mention it. I think you have a crush on Tony. I have to point out like the obvious so much. <laughs> well, there's people yeah. listening too, so they don't know what's right. going on. They okay. don't know how good Tony looks with the shirt off. Yeah, he looks good. <laughs> but um, makes me want to get focused on my own uh, health. Anyway, moving straight along. <laughs> do, do we have anything else going on? Uh, uh, no, do, I, should we go straight to our guest? Yeah, we go straight to our guest at this point. It's that time of the show. I'm freaking pumped. I'm me excited. Too. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. too. Everyone, please welcome my very special guest for episode 103, Mr. Matty Schrock. What up? There we go. I still live in a house with this guy. Yes, we are. <laughs> and a loft. And a loft. Oh, that's right. A few places. That's right. Mm-hmm. You guys lived in a loft. That sounds yeah. like posh. Wow. It was posh. Let's keep it in perspective. Let's keep it in perspective. Um, Maddie, thanks for joining us. And uh, thanks for taking the time out of your day to sit down with us and chat, chat some skating and chat about you and and, uh, your experience through skating. Um, I appreciate you letting me uh, come along and ask me to be a part of this. It's an honor and fucking stoked to chat with y'all as always on the podcast or off off of it, whatever. But definitely stoked to be here. Hell yeah, this is going to be awesome. A lot yeah, of people are hyped to have you on. The comments on like Instagram and stuff when we posted your episode, mad people were hyped. Um, they're going, they're going crazy in the comments right now. You, you don't even know. <laughs> Sick. Um. So, Maddie, dude, I've known you for 
so a good amount of time at this point. We've lived together back in 2012. And, you know, I know you have the history of skating before that. And you've been around for quite a while from, like, some of the old legends. You know, I know you were, like, coming up under Charles in, like, Alabama. And, you know, strong, rich uh, skating history in the South, Florida, Joey Chase and all the guys. But, um, you know, I know... I know you're from Pensacola, but is is that where it started? Where where did it all start for you, and how did you get into skating and discover this whole culture and world? Uh, I grew up pretty much in like a suburb town of uh, Pensacola, Gulf Breeze, and it started, I guess, like a lot of people, uh, pretty much riding bikes to inline skates to whatever, having ramps on the side of your driveway and playing street hockey. And pretty much my older, my friend's older brother, Travis Roth, his uh, him and his friends pretty much uh, we were out playing street hockey and they were grinding on their skates on boxes and pretty much uh, we were blown away. Like they went inside. We pretty much uh, tried to do it. And then like a month or so after like into it, they all quit pretty much uh, rollerblading, got into surfing and skateboarding. And uh, we were pretty much given or not given, but like, yeah, had pretty much everything. And I, once I saw it, I was, pretty much hooked but it started just pretty much roller hockey rolling around jumping off shit so what was the first of all like that that always i remember when you told me that like some of your friends you started with got into like because uh, i've heard this talking to you back in the day that some of your friends got into surfing and stuff um i didn't really know pensacola was a beach t- uh, surf town like that I-, I was thinking the same thing too pensacola beach i guess is or is a beach or it's on sandbars and stuff so it's not like uh Hawaii or anything like that. Usually it's storms don't, they come in or waves are big when like a storm comes through or there's like tr- something bringing in a storm on an average day. It's pretty flat there. So it's not like a big surf scene, but pretty much by, uh, being on the Gulf of Mexico, fishing, boating, surfing is pretty much a top priority. Even just sitting in the water, pretty much bobbing like if you're fishing, trying to catch a fish, surfers just <laughs> surf uh, surf fishing yeah that sounds i mean well, that actually I mean, sounds I, pretty I, pleasant like they're, they're like a bobber like they're like a fishing bobber like if you're uh-huh. a fish yeah they're just they just love being in the water so it doesn't matter if there's waves or not there's long boards yeah. all, all different types of boards so oh, that's cool but yeah um, i guess that um, yeah so I'm, and, 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 and i'm sorry austin if, I, if i'm going away here and stop me whenever you want but um Do you uh, so so as you were saying um you were hooked from that moment. Uh, what was what was like the time? What was the video that you were like, "This well, the is first it"? One I, first one I saw was VG Five. Yes, another one, two in a row of VG Fives. Wow. Supernatural. But I guess like Eric Burke section pretty much was next next level. Uh, I guess all of it pretty much from doing what I guess go from go, actually I guess going to the skating rink, like going doing everything. I guess as a little kid before. I guess, uh, what year would that have been? I guess I graduated high school in 2005. So I guess like elementary school, or I don't even know the, the, the years, but, uh, early a long time ago, yeah, a long time ago, pretty much like it was, it was cool. Everyone went to this, like, like even the skating rink, that was rad. So like, like different concepts of like pretty much finding out and seeing skateboard and surfing and then seeing that you could do the same shit on rollerblades, I guess VG five. As stupid as it was, like I guess, like Brink was rad. Seeing that as a kid on TV, yeah, totally. But yeah, seeing that in the culture, I mean, for me too. Like you know, 
Airborne, I don't know what channel it used to be on all the time. I don't know if it was on, like, FX or something, but Airborne was on TV pretty regularly. I, m I remember seeing that be like, this is so cool. So, like, having something other than the skate videos that tied oh. into the culture definitely get you stoked about it because it's something you could relate to, like, to your your mates in school. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, the Airborne movie that we all know and share. That's true. That's much easier for, like, other people, other civilians to relate to rather than being like, you know, we skate, like, rollerblade, like, the tricks and stuff like that. Back in the 90s or whatever, you could be like, oh, we skated, you know, Brink Airborne. Like, oh, yeah, of course, duh. <laughs> we need another thing like that, another right. hit to get us off the ground right. again like that. Bring more of an example because that's the one everyone quotes. But yeah, mm -hmm. I guess I, I don't know. Roll button, I guess just I clicked as soon as you could. I saw you could do tricks. It was just like that's what I want from playing like soccer and like baseball as a kid, and like uh, playing on team sports. Like finding like that around the same age of being like in like I guess fifth, fourth grade, whatever fifth grade. I was like, fuck. That that shit's sick. Hmm. How how old are you now, Maddie? Uh, thirty four. Yeah, we're the same age. I guess like we have the same because you said you graduated high school in 05 and I was like same with me and we probably started around the same time because VG Five was my first video. Also, it's like I feel like we're on like the same path. I just didn't grow up in a surf town. <laughs> I mean, there's some there's some heavy hitters that came out of the, my town. Uh, or I guess a family, uh, Yancey's senior and his son Sterling is a professional surfer currently. But uh, there's some rippers out of the Gulf Coast. I mean, Kelly, is Kelly Slater from the Gulf or he's from, I know he's from Florida, right? But I want to, I want to say he's from the Atlantic side, okay. but I could be mistaken. I don't think he's from like, I thought he was from, from, from the uh, Gulf, but I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. Could be, about. could be, but yeah. he, like, that's another, he's like another freak of nature because as what he serves growing up in Florida where there is no surf, like on a regular. Mm-hmm. But you got to travel. You got to get the fuck out of there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really, like, I guess, chase the wave. Yeah, right. Chase the, I mean, like us chasing spots, traveling the, the goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Um, well, so, okay. So you're skating. Um, the first time I saw you, um, well, at least the first time I definitely remember seeing your stuff was like in the rejects and uh, in the early days. And, I believe it was like that rusty rail, and it, correct me if I'm wrong, but is it Tallahassee that rail? The the just the rusty um, one that goes down. Uh, Aggressive side. Know, like the the, yeah, the f famous Florida one, and I just remember like seeing you like just annihilate that one. Um, the one that like uh, Charles skates in uh, steal this video, I think. Yeah, it's on both but, sides. Mellow. Yeah. Uh, wood wood logs at the end, like yeah, yeah. I don't know. By the Land, water lands in like a parking lot. What? No. <laughs> That's like if you describe anyway, the Brooklyn Banks does. Anyway, I like, showed you like 360. <laughs> oh, Bayview. Anyway. Bayview's, Bayview's from uh, uh, Pensacola. That's where I grew up. Oh, okay. Okay, I, Pensacola. I, I, yeah, because you said Tallahassee. But no, that's in Pensacola. Okay, that's that's, that's your... So, that's it. That's okay. That's like Bayou, like in... Uh, uh, Dre Powell skated it in uh, Closer. Uh, yeah, that's Seagull right. That's right. With, uh, Mark Sin threw goldfish on the, on the grass hill, and they came in and ate it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Created an epic moment. <laughs> Pretty epic moment. One of the most stylish top missed trials with seagulls. Seagulls, yes. That's right. That put Pensac that is right. <laughs> that was one of the most pinnacle that moments in Pensacola shot. history. Yep. <laughs> and it was Bo Coddington captured a very, very good moment. That when you great. said he threw goldfish on the floor, the grass hill. 
Yeah, I didn't think you meant the the food. I was trying to like figure out, you know, I was like, what? what? No, no, sorry, sorry, snap. No, no, I just I just like laughed along because I was just like, I don't know what's happening. So I just kind of like laughed along with it. But, you know, um, cool. So, yeah, that I, I was I was curious about that time. <laughs> sorry. Rob Thompson, a bunch of people have murdered. Everyone's murdered that rail. And like, I guess. In I guess in a certain era and blading. Yeah, you know, um, I I kind of oh, I know because I know you, and I, and I think it would be cool for you to share this. Um, when you told me you started first going to skate with like the bigger guys, like the older guys, and like the ones who were like more established, like pros or well known at the time, like going up to Alabama to skate with Dunkel and uh, the Rejects guys. What what was that experience like? Because I know. I mean, just you telling me some stories about it, that it was, uh, you know, intimidating experience at first, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess from skating with uh, Blake Taylor and uh, the guy who runs uh, Pow Wow and Trace Taylor, uh, he pretty much uh, was skated with Char- – or his cousin lived in Birmingham, great Gabe Rosser, but he uh, he skated with uh, Charles and all them from uh, going up to Birmingham, I guess, in high school. And – they would come down and skate Pensacola with Blake Taylor and Dennis Illingworth that lived in Pensacola that were a few years older than I was with no, or a bunch of other older, or I guess older skaters, not too many younger rollerbladers, few. Uh, Ryger uh, pretty much uh, skated there, but I would uh, go <clears throat> to uh, Birmingham with Trace and Blake and all them make weekend trips and going skating with uh, – Charles, Rob, Matt Nicholas, Mark Sin, pretty much Trace, Brandon Frost, all people I pretty much grew up watching and pretty much going skating at first. Like, just, I guess I skated the street, but not like on like a serious level yet. And it was fucked. It was crazy. They pretty much like went spot to spot, no sessioning, no nothing. It was like, get out of the van. It fucking like, you saw a trick five minutes. Yeah, picture and fucking trick was done. Yeah, and uh, we're talking about some like tricks. We're talking about it, tricks, it, battling it for fucking whatever. But like you're bleeding, like, and then you get it back in, and then someone goes to the next spot. Like it was no like, everyone was having a good time, but it was like serious. Those videos and were all serious. Like when in was, the beginning days, you film like rejects and all that stuff. Yeah, it was, I guess, my first, like, time going to Birmingham was right after issue one was done. And it was seeing pretty much uh, Alex Broskow's section of issue two being edited. And pretty much walked into Sean Engler's apartment at UAB in uh, Birmingham. I guess I was, I guess I I wasn't driving, so I was probably 15, maybe 16, but I didn't, I, I can't, I don't even know what year it was. But, yeah, I was like, what the f- but and with everything else like all the other sections but i remember seeing that just like leaving the apartment and i was just like uh it's funny this is retarded i didn't even know shit could even happen that way (laughs) (laughs) it's funny how like small you could feel sometimes i had the same feeling too with like a bunch of things back in the day with like i always say how chris haffey did the 540 con grind the imyta atlanta and i was like oh i'll never be pro if that's like the level of skating shit's at now but looking back on it that was so motivating and oh yeah 
that's exactly what you're saying. I, I was talking with um, John Jenkins earlier, and he was saying that you told him how like ruthless skating with Charles was, and how he said something along the lines of like, uh, if you don't get any clips, you can't come skate with us, or something like that. Was well, that yeah, pretty much uh, Trace? Uh, <clears throat> one of like the second trips, or uh, I went up there. I guess stayed at Charles's and pretty much skated with them. I didn't really do anything. And pretty much on the way back, he was just like, dude, <clears throat> you got to like do something like on the way or like next time you're there. Cause it's just pretty much like waste of space, like, <laughs> like a nice, like gentle way, somewhat of saying it. And then I may have been like before we left, but like pretty much like I, he never like, I guess like for, like, would like film and stuff at first, but I remember like trying something, I guess, or like a trick in like issue three era, but like did something where he filmed it and pretty much, I guess, like got like approval. Cause besides that, I was just like getting stoned and like getting drunk and just watching and being admired, like watching pe people that I was idolized skate. And, uh, yeah. They didn't, <laughs> they were like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was your first trick then that, or your first clip? Do you remember? With them, I guess it was like a Royale to Acid and like a 360 Soul on like a like a high rail in issue three. That's right, that three Soul. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Had like no. old school. Yeah, the original remedies with the OG ones. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You had the OG remedies. So say I'm like short hair, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I can't fish you with short I hair. Glasses, but <laughs> I didn't switch the contacts yet. <laughs> sick yeah um yeah you were telling me about that like when you were going out there and just like oh watching them and then they were like yo man like if you don't start ripping and i guess you felt some pressure to like kind of you yeah. know live up to skate to skate with them right mm -hmm. or trace i can't remember the exact conversation but he pretty much like laid it down like yeah you gotta like you may not come back up you're, if you don't do anything you're not gonna come up next trip i was like shit <laughs> as like a 15 year old that really Damn. lights a fire under your ass though right did we I guess I got the time to like skate like go out of t like out of town and skating with like sleeping on pretty much or I guess we all stayed at Charles's mom's house but or like downtown or like whatever it didn't matter but like to being able to pretty much skate around with like people you grew up watching shred and be a part of it and have the opportunity to possibly be a part of what they're doing was was awesome so i pretty much yeah like, i guess had i had had to fucking do, do some <laughs> yeah i was like I, I guess after you first started getting clips it was like off to the races right like then you just like in the mix and doing your thing don't get me wrong i still sometimes or I, I not i guess whatever everyone sometimes whenever you're skating i guess camera's not always fun but uh yeah Felt, felt more relaxed than I did just being like a spectator with them. And they're not like any, like, op I guess they are an opening crew, but uh, I, I, for me, I was a little kid. That's funny that you said it, you felt more relaxed getting clips rather than just sitting back and watching. It seems like more work, especially that time when, when skating was like hard, you know? Well, that's half the, like, the, ner the, the spots to whatever. I guess like they didn't. Everything was big back then, or like yeah. not even like creative tricks. Especially growing up skating with Charles, and that I, I give it up. That's one of like my fucking like 
good best friends like for that i guess we haven't spoken in a little bit but still forever doesn't matter fucking mm-hmm. like shit but like one of the like besides like pat lennon and certain skaters like that doing creative tricks their creative tricks then were fucking like death-defying stunts yeah you know it's funny like i was actually talking to charles not too long ago and we were talking about getting him on the podcast so we're probably gonna actually get him on here soon which would be cool because man what a what a rich history he's been like such an og hip replacement recently did he just oh yeah i talked to mark sin a little bit and uh recently and yeah like a few months back yeah Yeah, man uh, i i I, it doesn't shock me uh the way he skated and uh some of the i just remember the first thing i saw of him in vg i think third yeah in a section vg 13 yeah that many profile Yo, that was just the most hesh thing I I'd ever seen in, in skating up until that point. So, yeah, yeah, I can imagine skating with the, that crew. They're going to, you know, there's Rob Thompson. You know, there there's Mark Sin jumping off of things like twenty well, Rob, feet Rob, tall. Rob, really is crazy. Yeah. Ask crazy, Charles. <laughs> right. Rob, Rob just went to college. <laughs> <laughs> is he like a lawyer now or something? Uh he's a bat like a banker. He uh, oh, a banker. He pretty much, uh, I'm going to get it all wrong, but he's like a, a finance bank or a, he pretty much makes sure the, the money that's loaned out makes sense for the bank to loan it out to the businesses. Mm. He's an analyst or do, he does something along mm. those lines. Or maybe he's a financial analyst, something like that. There we go. Yeah. Let's just go with that. Let's go with <laughs> yeah. that. Rob, Rob, hit us up, man. We'd love to have you on the podcast too. Also, be sick too. My, let me know about where I uh, invest his finances, bro. Like, hit me up. Like, is there is there some crypto I should be putting my money into? Is there some, is there some stock, Rob? If you're watching, hit me up. I yeah, we got help. We got Rob on for an educational <laughs> episode for everybody. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. So yeah, like right around that time. So you get in there, you're ripping. It's rejects. Um. I don't know if this because I I want to talk to you about Nim. Um, because that was such a really exciting and cool time. But before uh, I talk about that, I don't, I don't know if, because I remember seeing you hit your head pretty hard, and you had like this pretty on a, on a one eighty. I think that was in the rejects videos, right? No, that <clears throat> that was pretty much. I guess I was still, I just rode, still had rosies at the time, or still rode rosies. That was a, uh, I guess before I even got a pair of Nim skates. But yeah, I. Pretty much jumped to gap skating with in Birmingham with Buckaloo and James Berry and a few other or Cole Bunn and a few other people where pretty much jumped like I got uh, rolled over a sewage drain but lost control and pretty much jumped and flailed back and hit the back of my head and my brain pretty much bounced forward and cracked uh, cracked the front of my skull and had oh. two blood clots on each side of it and. I guess like at first I, di- I didn't get knocked out or anything <clears throat> like 45 minutes down I guess an hour 45 minutes from hitting it I pretty much had like a upside down like pretty much like a bowl kind of like a swollenness but like a tomahawk from where like I hit and oh my like god two and a half days I went to the hospital pretty much like uh don't remember two and a half days but was was there for pretty much nine close or like nine and a half ten days what so you you hit the back Whoa. of your head and you cracked the front of your skull? Yeah, my brain pretty much like bounced <sighs> forward. Or the pressure. Whoa! How are you alive right now? That's insane. I don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh my I god! Guess, well, it it wasn't time. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. not. So, so, so I'm wondering, because I would, I would imagine you're in ICU at least for a bit during this time, if not the whole nine days, ten days, yeah. and did, I guess two, two and a half days you don't remember. So I guess a lot of that time is ICU under. Um, when Rob, you, when you co- Rob stayed with me at the time. My, uh, my pretty much couldn't get in touch with my parents because I was living in Birmingham. And uh, he stayed the two days, took off work until, like I guess, like a day and a half, and then my dad came up. But thank you, Rob. Oh. He stayed. Uh, hey, I, I just real quick because you know I feel like we're, we're getting some followers and you know I have, we haven't addressed this enough, but you know it's so often we don't say like you know how serious what what it is that we do and how what could happen, you know. Um, so if you if you want to skate, just beware of that responsibility. You know, I recommend yeah. wearing a helmet. I don't do it, and some people don't do it, but um, you know th- these kind of things could happen. And thank God that you're okay, because, damn, no, like, uh, I, I was lucky. I pretty much got like released from the hospital and had like a month and a half of them just pretty much like telling me to send me back. Like, I guess went back with my dad to Florida and pretty much chilled for like a month and a half. Went back up to get MRIs to check to see how the clots were, if they needed to get drained, or like how the uh, the fracture and everything was, and. uh Got the MRI MRI results back, and the uh, doctor was like, "Yeah, your uh, fracture is pretty much like barely even, like almost there, and your clots are pretty much like gone." And uh, my dad, Amazing. he was like, uh, he had pretty much '96 a serious bad car accident where brain to like left side of his body pretty much uh, had to get re- replaced to fucked up, and it was like, "Are you sure? Like, what? Like whatever?" And uh, I was like, "You're." You sure? And the doctor was like, "Yeah, your your son's good." And pretty much, I was like, "All right, Dad." He drove down back to Florida the uh, that next day, and pretty much, I went back back skating. But yeah, you know, I, and and I was gonna and I was gonna ask that. I was gonna say like, you know, because I've had um, I've had I've, I've had a serious brain injury and I've had some other injuries. But when you have something that that shape that's scary, like that seems so intense and life threatening, and you know, thank. Thank goodness, thank the force, thank God that you were able to recover fully from everything because my interactions and meeting you were like all after this, uh, that experience that you had. Um, so was it, were you like highly motivated to skate again? Were you doubtful? What was that? Was it not even a question? What was the, yeah, I, I got so many questions about this too. Same thing. Yeah. I just wanted to skate pretty much. So I guess like Buckaloo was there with me. Like, you know, Buckaloo very well, I guess, uh, I guess at the time, uh, I lived in Birmingham for like a year after that, I guess, before I moved back to Florida to uh, go, or go back to school, but went back to Florida. But yeah, I just, I guess I was cautious, but I still pretty much just wanted to skate. I just tried not to jump gaps, I guess. Those are the things that I've only, like, a lot of my bad injuries have come from gaps. For some reason, I still try to jump them at times. <laughs> uh, I I I hear you. God, awesome. No, let's say that it's interesting how there's two types of people in 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 life. There's like the people who get injured, break a bone, or fall once, and they're like, "Oh, I'm never doing this again," you know. And then there's people like you, or like all of us mostly, who do break bones and have serious injuries like that, and they're like, "Yo, I can't wait to get back on skates again." Like, I'm sure yeah. the whole time during the recovery is like, "I'm in so much pain right now, and this sucks," but I just can't wait to get through, back I on. Guess. That helped me, I guess, a lot of, like, skating has helped me get through injuries. I guess, like, having my brain, I guess, like, off the injury 
are like thinking like as soon as the injury is better, I can get like skate again. So like I guess doing physical therapy or doing whatever, I've had like a list of different fucking injuries, but is thinking about skating or thinking about like other like other things or like distractions, I guess from from the injury. But with the I guess all of us having a desire for skating and whatever, I, from driving on a driving down a car and fucking not even paying attention to the road, looking at street spots. time our mind is, is on skating so wow but i don't know a lot of people i know like a lot of people i know that have had serious injuries have quit skating or like even if it's like another sport from doing whatever they get like from skateboarding whatever someone breaks their ankle and they're like fucking mm -hmm. i'm fucking done but and then there's the, i guess other people that are like i fucking learned not, not try not to do that again yeah <laughs> to make the thing happen yeah. even though Sometimes it happens again, but it's it's part of the, it's part of the game. It's what we do. It's like if you you can't skate without running the risk of getting hurt, you know it's going to happen. It happens to everybody eventually. You so you kind of have to like be mentally prepared for that play. the entire time. Definitely, and th that, that's interesting. And, and, and when and, and when it finds you, when you know when you find skating and 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 you really get in there deep, it's like you know it's really not a choice. It's just kind of like who you are. So I feel like that. It, happens in multiple different subcultures and definitely in this one as well mm -hmm. just more extreme i guess um, in our case right exactly <laughs> yeah. well, the risk for reward is a little like shitty in our case but the reward is equally as high for like just the accomplishment of doing what we're doing so it really doesn't matter sure. but in some sports it's like the you get a little more taken care of Health yeah, you can say that. Health wise, you can say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm being, I'm being very like chill. Yeah, no, that, just, that just shows how much we love what we do, though. That we're willing to sit Back. through this for for literally decades of going through this shit because we're all still getting hurt. I just broke a couple ribs a couple months ago. Like everyone's still getting hurt, and we're still here doing this. And yeah. I was gonna ask you how you get through this these types of injuries because I know you had a lot of serious ones. That one being like insanely serious, but like how you get through it. And I, I never thought about it that thinking about skating makes you want to push through the injury even more. <laughs> well, <you guys laughs> that's the answer. That's the answer right there. That helps with yep. it too. <laughs> but there was like a, like an FMX writer or something like that. I forget who it was definitely someone really famous that I can't even think of the name of, but who also was like paralyzed from like the neck down. And he was saying that it's like, Oh, you guys, you're never going to do this again. Right. This is crazy. You almost lost your life. And he was like the entire time during recovery. All I could think about was just not, couldn't waiting to get back on my bike and that's like wow. how skating is yeah. with us too just who you are it's just who you well, are my dad pretty much got in the car accident in 96 he pretty much uh was driving with my older brother and uh or anyway on the way to uh, baseball practice but pretty much got came out i guess had a blind spot but got pretty much in a car accident hit on the driver's side how to get life flighted but pretty much on the way there i guess his whole body on the uh his left side was Fuck, I guess like was pronounced dead on like one of, like one of the flights, but they revised him and had to spend like a month and a half, I guess, in like ICU and uh, I guess it was Atlanta or Birmingham. But anyway, had to like relearn how to like tie his shoes to like doctors saying like you may not like pretty much walk, definitely not returning back to work. And uh, he pretty much did, fucking like did more and beyond. So I guess seeing that. I guess, and I guess what I'm doing, like, skating, whatever, but I guess, like, staying 
you can do whatever if you're constant and you work hard and this dude works out like he's training for the olympics almost every day or from doing yard work staying active but i've seen i guess him tear it up so i use i guess i kind of use use that as an example of injury yeah that's over shit that's um that's it's not just a saying when you put your mind to it and you have relentless focus and determination that's really crazy what the mind can do and what it can overcome and yeah you've you've overcome so many injuries i don't want to stay stuck on injuries with you we're going to move on from this right now and maybe we'll touch on it later maybe we'll just leave it the hell alone um but let's talk about more fun things you were part and thank you for touching on that because i you know i know i brought it up and uh I, i know it's like a big part of like your skating uh what happened in your skating so i just thought it'd be cool I, I to to touch I, on that your cool recovery from that <laughs> yeah um so you were part of uh, probably one of the most legendary movements and uh you know changes and in intersections in skating when brian shima made like the first skater owned company with john elliott in nim so there's John Elliott, Nim, all these like, you know, these guys are, you know, I know you're skating with Charles and these guys are icons, but these guys are icons in, in almost like a different way, right? And uh, so I'm curious what that whole experience was like for you, because that was, I mean, to me, just like such an epic moment in time. Like, I look like, man, I wish I could have been part. Nim was so cool. But um, so, yeah, um, if you could just like indulge us for a second and talk about that. Um. Nim, Nim, riding for them was awesome. I guess I wasn't really at the very beginning. I guess wasn't really part of portion of it. But I guess from going out there filming, I I guess with with all them and like the SSM or the Wood, Woodward tours and are the, the excuse me Nim. I always get them confused. Yep. But uh, yeah. Being, being part of them and with all the, the those guys and meeting some of them for the first time, uh, I guess what turned into SSM, but uh, it was it was awesome. From actually, I guess like from growing up in the South, more so uh, skating with I guess going to Atlanta, seeing pretty much Walt Austin and J, J- Bob Gumby and pretty much all, like everyone else, but going over like t- to California and skating with Shima and them for the first time. I didn't really get to skate with John Elliott. Um, saw him, I guess, at the warehouses and things. Same with Jan Welsh, but uh, pretty much more uh, Shima. And I guess New Mon- or Montre and pre- pretty much Joey and them. But it was it was awesome. I, uh, especially, too, I guess, with the video. And uh, I didn't, I guess didn't realize I was supposed to even have or wasn't supposed to have a section in the video which was pretty awesome for me uh Joey told me that I was getting one but uh everyone I guess Casey uh McFarland and uh I guess uh had had one too but people the pros and uh the godfathers I guess were the only ones that are supposed to get uh profiles yeah and, uh, I guess with clips that I sent them they gave me a, a profile in the video which was had no no idea. They want a nice no, surprise. That was <laughs> yeah. I was I was stoked. I had no idea that that was going to happen. But I was I guess I was less hands off with Nim 
than I was, I guess, with SSM. Besides, like, yeah, because you know, skate park tour, like skate parks tours and things like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because I guess you're like uh, newer to SSM and maybe interacting with John. I don't know. I always looked at John and Brian like such big personalities, especially back then. So it was oh, yeah. like a little bit intimidating at times. Epic. Yeah. yeah. How, how did the initiation like of you coming to be on NIM happen? Like how, who, who like, approached you? What was that like? Because that must have been very, like one of those like, monumental moments in your life, you know? Uh. I guess it was more or more Joey. I think I actually may have even I, I probably I bought my first I guess the my first NIM skates, and I believe it was pretty much either Joey being part of the team skating with Joey for years, and that was after I guess Rosie's died and Valo uh, became Valo, and like they liked my skating and pretty much gave me skates. Through, yeah, I guess. That- over the years and things yeah that's that's dope i mean rat tail so sick you yeah know, you had you had jan welch jan welch in the chat right now yeah we need jan on the show jan too jan's another one we need on the show we got to get jan in here man scum magazine 1995 this guy's oh. an og big um, shout out to him. i think he's like half the reason why i even got a section in the nim video that's dope jan please Leon, please confirm or deny in the chat. <laughs> and if you're watching, please hit the like button and shout out to our sponsor, Blank by Rollerblade. Um, so somewhere along the way, you ended up. I got the, I got my first pair of NIM though when I was actually in the hospital. Uh, with my head injury. From your head? Oh shit! That was like half my inspiration of like skate. No way. I... <clears throat> yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I got I got them while I was in the hospital. Oh, see, Damn, that, that's, that's kind of what I, see, I, was, I knew it was like intersecting around that same time. Yeah. For the edit that I made for casualty, I guess, like after the fall, I get or like of hitting my head. Uh, I have like, I guess the skates that are fresh, like skating in Montgomery. But yeah, I got him while I was in like, I don't know if Charles brought him because I was living at his house at the time. He may have brought him to the hospital. Him and Jen or like his. Every, a lot of people would come up to the hospital when I was there, but I did get the NIMS when I was there. Did he like bring him to like show them to you, like to hype you up, or like that's weird that he would bring skates to the hospital to show you? It's like motivation, inspiration. Well, yeah, Charles had his injuries as well, so I don't know. He was just like, "You got a package? Here's your shit. <laughs> Keep it here." Like, All right. <laughs> Charles, the delivery man in the hospital. <laughs> Yeah, I probably did bring him for like a little stoked. Like, all right, dude. Dude, Char- 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 yeah, Charles is uh, notoriously tough, especially you seen that fall in VG12. 13. You know, then, uh, 13. Okay, or 13. Yeah. 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 That- tough dude. Yeah. All you down south guys are mad tough. You, Charles, Rob, Trace, like everyone seen mad tough, and, and you can tell like those rejects videos. Everyone takes crazy falls, like all oh, you guys took crazy, crazy falls, and uh, you guys are all still here, you know, still walking this earth. <laughs> Trace is actually like rolling around again, which is awesome. He got a pair of skates recently, Sick. And, uh, which is like, a lot of people, I guess, are like popping out skating. But 
he had a from thumb skating, I guess, tearing his meniscus on the like one sole over the uh, yeah, the yeah, sole. Yeah, he pretty much has torn the ACL once again playing basketball. So, but he he fucking he works works out and trooper, but shredding. See, that's that Man. motivation we were talking about. No matter how much the injuries come up, you still want to skate. No matter yeah. how many years later. That's very true. Also, that that rail, that rail that he tried, it's, it's still NBD, right? Nope. Ooh, oh, who's going to do, hey. that? <laughs> hey. gonna do that? There's, hey, been, there, there's been names that have brought there, and everyone has driven away. <laughs> wow. All right. We, we, won't, <laughs> we won't call out the names. We won't call out the names. Oh. Um, Jan confirmed, yeah, so by the way, in the chat, by the way. Jan confirmed... Uh, about your section in the NIM video. We asked him to confirm or deny. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, Jan is the man. Um, yeah, got a bunch of people in the chat popping off right now. Everyone, if you're in the chat, please hit the like button. Thank you very much. If you're watching this uh, not live, hit the like button anyway. You can still do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you end up moving to California. And I know your, your dad actually lived in California, he was a merchant marine. He lived in the Oakland area as well. So he ended up moving into Oakland. He never, he never lived there. He worked out of the ports. He like would okay. uh, work or fly to uh, Seattle, go to Oakland, and then go to Honolulu. He did that for like the last like fifteen years of before he retired. But uh, he pretty much as soon as I moved out there, yeah, he quit pretty much going out there. And oh wow, like, that's crazy. Fuck that! I ain't going back out to Oakland. Like, <laughs> I guess, like it, I guess then it's or whatever. It's a lot n or nicer. But like, I, for where, where we lived at our first, he was like, "Man, we used to fucking uh, get taxis. Sometimes taxis wouldn't come to pick us up." But uh, he didn't visit more so. <laughs> so what? What? Uh, you know, I I was with you, uh, or we met there, um, like m w more properly. But uh, what was your motivation to moving to Oakland? What was that all about? And uh, yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, I was staying out in Arizona, I guess, right before that, for the, a, a minute. I guess Austin, you were yeah, there. we were kicking it there. Yep, and uh, I went to pretty much. Uh, we went up there to. I guess I forgot which premiere it was. Um. May have been a Valo video. I'm not too sure, but Daffic and Stokely. Uh, I guess I guess it was right before or right during when you were uh, when you first when you moved in as well. Mm -hmm. But they pretty much were like, no, I've known them for a while before that. But from them living in Florida with Joey and them are like whatever crossing paths with low life and everything else. And shout out uh, everyone uh, with bringing up low life with uh, them releasing new shirts right now for like profits going to pretty much Julian Isaac with that just are unfortunately just passed, but uh, it, grab a t-shirt, support the family. Uh, oh, no way. They're, they're making, Nick, Nick's making new low life shirts. Uh, Him and, and Adam. Giving the money. Yep. Yeah, and all the problems. Oh, no way. Kick back with uh, the loss of uh, the, to the family and everything with him being a major part of the company, but, uh, they're doing a tribute t-shirt. Oh, I'm going to get a low life shirt a hundred percent. Where are they selling those? Low life? Uh, uh, low life USA pretty much on Instagram or like 
I'm going to look it up and put it in the video description so people can buy them. It's on a lot of uh, people's uh, pretty much posts and feeds right now. but. Uh, but. I'm going to get that link and put it in the video description of this video. So if anybody wants to buy a low-life shirt and support um, Julian's family, uh, you could do that. But, yeah, I guess through through me, like, through me, like low-life and everything and uh, with Daffic and uh, Stokely and then pretty much uh, traveling up there, hanging out for the weekend, like, dude, you should come. And pretty much they kept are persistent. I've always, like, from traveling California, wanted to go. A little bit of like saying, like a staff, it's like, dude, I'll work out a weed job and pretty much like probably get you a weed job. And I was like, well, fucking, I smoke a lot of weed, like skating and fucking. <laughs> man. And I guess SSM was going on too. So, like, pretty much, like a Shima being in Oakland and pretty much having the possibility of working at a weed job going up in the South, there's like fucking dudes, there's kind of a win win all the way around. Yeah. Colonel <laughs> Heights. Yeah, the cat, the chair. Yeah, dude. Yes. I would say like almost like a a good like seventy, not seventy. Don't get me wrong, but like a good like forty five percent fucking was like the weed job. <laughs> that that's good. I mean, that was a great job. Yeah, I mean, I, I was gonna skate regardless if I was like in the south or like in California, but I could live in California with like some of the people you. Uh, mm -hmm. pretty much Daffic, everyone that are pretty much Polino, pretty much people that I admired, looked up to, and were able to fucking shred every day. Yeah, and Daffic, who was like super motivated. Yeah. Um, yeah, for, for those who don't know, um, there was a, there was a um, medical marijuana collective called Bernal Heights Collective that uh, Maddie worked at. Brian Freeman worked oh, at, John Bellino worked at, I worked at, uh, Sean houses. Salazar um adam roberts you know the list goes on they just employed so many rollerbladers and adam roberts lived like you know five houses over like with pat lennon so two houses, um, it, three houses. Oh, it was like two houses Damn, yeah it was like that just close. there yeah pat lennon yeah. lived there like he probably still lives there but he had the place for like he does 10 10 years prior of like mm -hmm. Bernal, even like well, not ten years, like five years prior, Bernal even. No, he's been there. there since like two thousand one, two thousand two. He's been there forever. Yeah. Bernal started yeah. in like two thousand five, I believe. Like the the shirt says. Damn that long, yeah. bro. Yeah, I mean, we Bill and I worked there, or I like may worked there a little bit longer because you moved down south and then I think moved back to New York, but worked there for like close to like four over the four years. Yeah, you you and you and Beefree stayed on, but yeah, I was there for about uh, three, two and a half, well, at least three, because we did three um, New York City Street Invitationals, which which they helped fund. You know, they gave us like ten thousand dollars to do that, and then we'd raise the rest of the money to build the ramps Not there. Different. Yeah, it was it was a crazy time. It was a pretty cool time for skating. It was like being like an episode of like The Simpsons, but in a weed shop. <laughs> Yeah, in San Francisco, or like, but uh, you had to like get get a transport to San Francisco from Oakland. But yeah, it was crazy times. Yeah. So, um, a lot a lot of people think like Nim SSM is the same thing. Were you like uh, like you said you had more of a hand uh, in in SSM and talking like, uh, and you have like a lot a lot of those trips going down to Woodward, a lot of clips, a lot of parts. What was the SSM experience like for you? That was fun, um, especially I guess from, I guess from I, getting to know Shima better from 
the nim or nim days of just kind of like, or yeah, being I, I guess being a part of it more and being more like with the team or to like the ideas and I guess knowing I guess from from the nim or nim but. I, I don't know. I don't really know. I guess like, <laughs> it's still. Yeah, that's kind of a weird question. I'm yeah, sorry. Still, that's not a great still, question. Still, <laughs> still sk- skating, but I guess like being yeah. more, I guess involved in it. I guess and be, from from growing up in the south, I guess Joey and like a lot of people or or everyone knows. I guess Montre too as well. Without mm-hmm. fuck or like traveling or like being like. In hot areas or like really cool areas don't really th- or take it for granted yeah. like uh the possible or like the fil- filming to where i grew up pretty much like really i guess like one dude or brian schroeder i guess threw out it all even if he did skate he went out and filmed but uh having like a, a, a strong skate scene too, but yeah, nothing. with like shredderwise and all that. Yeah, and actually, I'm I'm sorry. I I, I thought of a question that I meant to ask you because you're talking about going from Florida over. Were you? But I guess shredwise are pretty much made SSM as well. So I guess us pretty much just doing our shit and like yeah, us fucking living, pretty much was a lot of I guess SSM. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally on a lot of it. Not really, well, I, but a lot of I, I, I want to get into the like that the house and the and the lifestyle and everything like that, which is a little which is a little uh, wild, you know. But um, were you there for the beginning of Steve? Yeah, they left my house like from, I, from I day saying, one. The beginning well, of Steve. I, I wasn't. I wasn't. They left my dad's house or my parents' house, leaving Pensacola Powwow at a gas station in Holt, Florida, like an hour and fifteen minutes out of Pensacola on the way back to Orlando and pretty much pulled over to a gas station and if I'm not mistaken I don't think it was a cheeseburger but it may have been the start of the Taco Bell but it could have been a cheeseburger they had like seven people in a uh, Ford Fusion Johnny Boy's Ford Fusion and pretty much Daffic just like yelled Steve and this dog I guess was in like a puddle but like a full grown German Shepherd pretty much dog uh buttweiler mix and uh yeah uh hopped in the car and it was fucking over <laughs> and they drove not knowing him but they drove a pretty much six and a half seven hour drive with him just laying on the lap of them and yeah. uh that's steve yeah drove to with him steve was i wasn't a-, a part of it but they did leave my they, they yeah i was wondering and, and it was I a was wonderful powwow Okay. Oh, okay. There's a Pensacola power. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah. Duh. It's Steve is the is Daffic, Chris Daffic's dog, or better known as like the the Shredweiser dog for anybody who doesn't know <laughs> that we're talking about a dog right yeah. now. <laughs> Steve Weiser. Um so I wanna get back to the the house. So you move into this house, a bunch of guys ripping, people playing instruments, music all night. There there's beer. There, there's weed. What was, what was this like? Was this, was this fun? Was this crazy? Was it annoying at times? What was the experience there? The Shredweiser house. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, dying over there. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it was, it was heavy. Uh, more the house and the apartment, but 
the houses, I guess, in Birmingham with the reject stays and radius <clears throat> were also pretty pretty good. But I would say <clears throat> you were there, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. I'm dying right now. Give a second. Austin, you're dying. Give the man a second. He he breathed in when he should have breathed out. Come on. Give him a break. Oh, my bad. Come on, Austin. You're going a little. Come on, pal. It's good. Come on, buddy. It it was crazy. There were like 12 of us, 10 of us at times. uh, Yeah. On your work schedule to like whatever. It was an animal house. There's three dogs. With Ralph, Steve, and uh, right. uh, mm-hmm. yeah, new, new, new visitors and new faces every day, which was awesome about it, the house. But pretty much depending on your schedule and yeah, people's days and people's moods. But it, it was it, it was awesome. I look back and I'm like, damn it, I don't really want to go back to those times, but I really do miss them because it was just a time of just like just fuck it and. Have, have a good have have fun. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask if you. I was gonna ask if you would go back to a time like that again, but because uh, it's, it's different now. With more space, more rooms, more like if you had property and like certain certain ways of doing it. Yes, a little more like adult property, but same yeah, concept. More adult. We we were pretty much like. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I'd still be down. I guess to like pretty much to have. Like I guess the dream is to own property and to create something like that—an atmosphere where you have spots or places to stay and do whatever. But I guess with like real-world jobs and like growing up and not being able to not work at a weed shop, uh, yeah, <laughs> we can still do it, dude. I believe we can still do it. I'm I'm hanging in, and I'm and I'm believing. Yeah, man, that house. Um, was you know it was it was so much fun they were skating all the time you know if there was always someone to have a beer with if you wanted to there was always something to jam with yeah barbecued all the time we've been into some there were some rough moments there so a couple of scraps out in the streets some 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 wild stuff um but that was a a heck of a time man that was that was some time um but yeah yeah that was really cool but um, so it got to the point where like, you know, and I don't mean to go dark, but I'm just like, I'm curious about like the next stage of your life, because like I look on where we were then and then yeah. where you've you've landed and the, the transition to that. So like somewhere along the way, you're working at Bernal, uh, the shop starts kind of losing money and falling apart in a way. Right. Yeah. And uh, that job seems to be less viable. And I think you, you found yourself at a crossroads. And you made a pretty good decision for yourself. So, uh, what what was that about? Uh, I guess yeah. I I did when I was out there working. Pretty much, I was like a full time, pretty much like employee there. And towards the end, things got paying taxes. Like shit just got fucking sour. From I guess like the owner to all different types of shit. And uh, be free and I and a couple other people like were part of like not like trying to get too deep whatever but we're like doing shit that we like really wasn't for like i guess like a legal legal for like the the a legal spot it was illegal for the most part and i was just over it i was like fuck this shit like i didn't do this shit growing up 
I guess a lot of things in my brain and I was like, all right. And then like, I, I quit working there and let, like before like things got worse, I guess before like the store ended and, uh, I was like, all right, do I want to stay, stay out here and pretty much like get a different job in like a different store or like pretty much like go, like go back, go back to go move back home or whatever, go back to school. And, uh, I decided to move back to, first I moved back to Birmingham, but eventually moved back to Florida and went to carpentry school. And, uh, <clears throat> when I did that, I guess, or Kevin Roberts, the situation that I'm, not Kevin Roberts, sorry, sorry, Kevin Dowling, my bad. Uh, Kevin Dowling pretty much and Trace Taylor were in the film industry, uh, in locations, but like on shows pretty much, uh, in construction they needed prop makers and with me i guess in carpentry school or moved back to florida they hit, hit me up me like you need once you finish you need to move up here and uh <clears throat> work working working the film industry and i pretty much took the jump and moved up here they helped me get it like uh, get in uh with their connections and i've been doing it now for going on close to four years that's a pull right there Awesome. I uh, give it all up to Kevin Dowling and pretty much Trace Taylor. I work a shit ton and whatnot, but like the get the same like almost fulfillment, somewhat of like I guess from skating, I guess like creating something, being part of a project and like creating something from scratch to whatever, and you're just building. You're building people's like I guess even like the real world or uh, film shit, just people's imaginations. But it's a uh, it's fun as shit. Yo, that's sick. What, what type of shit have you worked on? I uh, just. I oh, know we lost him. We were working on that. You had to say that again. And, we lost uh, you. We lost you real quick, Maddie. Yeah, one more time. We lost <laughs> you for a sec. Uh, Raising Dion. Uh, it's on a Netflix show. We just like finished the season two. The crew that I work with, and uh, Greenland, the uh, movie with the. Uh, What's his name? Gennard Butler. Worked on that one. Noel, like a, a Disney movie. Worked on the uh, the the redo of Shaft, the Shaft movie. Uh, uh, Samaritan. Uh, pretty much a uh, what's his name? Sylvester Stallone movie. American Soul, like a BET show. Worked on like the first and second season. Worked on like some, some high profile shit. Yeah, or yeah, we're. I'm. I'm just part of the construction crew, just building the shit. But yeah, we're. Uh, we're there. You always. You always been working with your hands, construction, the gardening stuff. Yeah, well, I got. Got to use them. <laughs> it suits you, man. It suits you. That kind of work, you know. I know you. I know you appreciate good, you know, honest work, and uh, you know that's a, that's that's a good industry, especially like Atlanta's like kind of like the as they say, like the new Hollywood or like the second like uh, film industry boom. So it's, uh, I guess through the industry, like through the film shit, but it's, it's popping as Jay would say, you know, it's, it's, it's a long way. And, and we didn't talk about mead. I want to talk about mead for a second. And, you know, we can talk about Jay and all that, but that's a long way from the cheese room. Do you, do you remember the cheese? You know what brought me to the cheese? What part of the cheese? Broken ankle. That's that's right. Okay, so h hang on. I'm sure Austin is confused, 
and maybe some of our guests they're wondering well, what the cheese well, you know, the cheese is. The okay. cheese room went to a real room after I left. Uh, Buckaloo lived in it, and then Jay lived in it. As soon as I was oh able to gosh. walk, I fucking I dipped. Okay, to to be clear, just so everyone knows, we lived in a place in Oakland, and the neighborhood, if I'm not mistaken, is called Lower Bottoms, right? And uh, Campbell Campbell Street. So it's like a five or four or five bedroom place with like a garage that was converted into a bedroom and there was a room under the stairs it's not really a room i've heard this it's i didn't know it's called the cheese room well it's like a, it's a, if you, if you it's watch the movies okay it'd be like okay. a harry potter room or like it's like the like, harry potter room in the harry potter movies you would have underneath like a a, 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 a staircase yes that and there your, was literally yeah, well, I had a cot in there, but and it had like a shelf and had a, a VHS TV, and uh, <laughs> pretty much, yeah, a cot and you could slide food and whatnot because people like that house was like pretty. Much, if you put shit, Eric Stokely had a fucking uh, a fucking what got it in? I can't even think of it. Had a fucking safe that he would keep in the refrigerator. <laughs> a food because you didn't want anyone to see him eat his food. No. Yeah, people would eat the food. Oh that, yeah, oh that, yeah. That's like John Jenkins used to. Like we didn't, we didn't, we didn't necessarily. People were drinking food. all all the time, so if they, people yeah. were like too drank too much and they were hungry, they yeah. just you of know course, yeah. went in the fridge. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I was a victim, and too a lot of people too. Some a lot of people had foods like food stamps, or whatever. Some people yeah. did. Uh, some people shared shared the wealth. <laughs> some didn't. I was a victim and a perpetrator in that situation. You know, it's really <laughs> tough when you when you live with nine to ten people, you know. And some people actually lived with their girlfriends in that house, which I don't even know. God bless those women. I don't even know how they did that. But Damn. um, then some yeah, people have like curtains as like rooms and shit. Well, no, but the the, the cheese was the most significant because you could yeah. literally fit a cot like an army cot that yep. fits like it's it was that wide you could just fit the cot in. And then there was like a shelf where you could have like a Maddie had like a little um, computer screen and like you could watch TV. I, I, where, had, a, you know. I had a broken ankle, so pretty much like at that time. At first, before that, this room was like more of like a chill room that we would go in and pretty much just like a chill room, a smoke in. You they just had like stools and chairs, and you just watch movies and pretty much just get stoned in it. Oh, you could fit multiple people in there. I'm thinking like something super tiny where like you can't even stand. I mean, it's, like, it's it's it was maybe two and a half three feet wide by like eight feet okay yeah it's like a big closet are pretty much like at at, at a like an incline of like pretty much like mm. or like, stri- or like following like pretty much the stringers or like the of, of the stairs yeah yeah and maddie had like a broken ankle so you know two and a half months he just yeah i just chilled spent, in the, the, just the, spend time like hours and time in there I yeah did. yeah two stretches <laughs> one, physical therapy and then uh, get stoned and just, yeah, it, it, it was a place with, uh, I guess, living with so many people that was like, like the couches and whatnot, where, like, you couldn't just like chill and like elevate your foot on a couch or you could until like people got home from skating. And then it was just like a caravan of fucking like eight people or nine people. And then like visitor, like everyone else that lived in Oakland, like coming over. So it was just like a little rehabilitation capsule and then once i pretty much like got out of that place buckaloo and jay used it they saw it i even like left left them the cot and they used it as a bedroom 
I can't. I, I, I can't. I can't believe that. Yeah. I I, I used it too, but it was for me. It was like a, like a healing little area. Yep. I saw shit, and I just went in there and fucking just like watched movies and pretty much elevated and like iced my foot on my ankle. Mm-hmm. That was like a cryo chamber for you. <laughs> it really was. It was rough though. It was rough at times. So like living, like it was in the yeah. living room. So like people doesn't wow. matter. Doesn't matter. Whatever. People are raging. <laughs> As a skater, how yeah. house lifestyle? Yeah. No, but they, they, there'd always be like six, seven, and eight people in the living room, and then like you just the cheese door would be closed, and you just tap on it, and Maddie would just open it up. He'd be in there like laying just by himself. <laughs> And he'd be like, what's up, man? How you doing? Just close it up. Yep. Back in the cryo chamber. It's sick. <laughs> Can't be social all the time, you know? No. I had to heal. And also, you're living with all these Yankees, you know? You're, you're a lone well, southern I, guy. I, I, already, all- I already desensitized, I guess, even before I moved into uh, the East or the East apartment house. Because that's I, I, where we lived there for a good, like, four or five months, six months before the East Oakland place. Yep. Or the right. mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I used to say to y'all, I was like, damn, for the most part, like me and my friends in the South, I guess, would talk the way y'all talk. <laughs> we wouldn't be friends. Like, we'd be getting in fights. Yeah. But, uh, a bunch of bunch of rude. We're, we're kind of rude up in, you know, the New Jersey, New York I area. It, but, I don't know. No, no. It's more so, I guess, in the South, too. Uh, you You know when someone is like being like being serious yeah messing around like, with you when, when someone says something like oh like i guess like cursing on like the curse level to whatever by the town yeah. in the voice but like east coast people or, or i guess whatever especially especially jersey folk <laughs> i guess or not, not even so much because everyone has like a, like they're, everyone's joking but like it it, it, it goes <laughs> right right it's different it's just different yeah. everyone has their own yeah. style of humor that you only really get if you're in that area otherwise it's like True. Yo, you was trying to start something? Exactly. Some places I'm like, uh, people get my humor and some, you know, because I'm from New York and I'm a little rough around the edges. And some places people are like, wait, what? What what did he he mean? He's not funny. It's like Boston people too. Boston have like a particular sense of humor up there. (laughs) Well, Boston people are unforgivable. So let's just be honest about that. (laughs) They're all just teddy bears. Got the worst accent in the country. We'll we'll, we'll skip on that. Let's go Mets. Okay, we'll talk about that later. I was waiting for the but, baseball um, reference. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, the O's, man. I know you're a big. You're a big Baltimore Orioles fan. Yeah. Well, I was born in Silver Springs, in between Baltimore and DC, but uh, pretty much my parents moved down to Florida when I was a year and a half, two years old. But traveled to Baltimore, like Baltimore. Uh, Gettysburg, where my grandfather's lived for past like 25 or 30, 30 or not that long, like a long time. But yeah, Baltimore has been a big part of this. Orioles part of the, part of the fam. Wow, you, gotta you said you're, 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 you're folks from Gettysburg. Your grandparents? Yeah, my grandfather lives there. Wow, he's a, he lived there for a long. My aunt, my aunt and uncle lived there as well. That's where we used to spend our uh, family vacations. From growing up on the beach, my dad used to like me bring all me and my siblings to Gettysburg. Wow, we got a Her- cr- we got a Hershey Park. We got a Hershey Park. park. <laughs> yeah, my uh, wow. my older brother and my younger brother used to rollerblade as well. So like 
we would, whenever we would go, we'd bring, get a, my dad would bring us to different skate parks, like the Spicy and uh, uh, Maryland, Baltimore. Oh, Spicy, yeah. And uh, we went there when I was a little kid, and pretty much like Mount Airy, like a few parks in Maryland, different places, but I guess that, that was good having, I guess growing up, having siblings that skated too, for a little bit that they did. I didn't know you had brothers that skated too. Your older and younger brother skated. Yeah, I guess I'm my youngest brother, but uh, he turned into a skateboarder, broke his ankle, and a badass skateboarder, but like didn't progress. Kind of like we said like earlier about shit, but he was a really good ripper, but just I guess didn't want to. I guess got in partying too, but uh, my young, I guess all my siblings, all, all my brothers, rollerbladed at like a time. My older brother was like good. That one down rail, uh, baby with the bayou. He would sweat stance mm -hmm. it, pretty much. Like, oh, nice! Fuck it up before I could even do anything on it. Damn. He was, he was definitely better than I was. So, so Dude. what happened? What happened with the other shrocks then? How come? Like, what? Why did they fall out? Why did you continue? How, he, how did that happen? They played sports, I guess. Continued playing sports, and uh, or like soccer, big into soccer. So, other hobbies. Was, yeah. And you had blade. no other hobbies? Well, I just continued rollerblade. <laughs> yeah, but they, I guess it, they fell out. It wasn't that cool anymore. All our friends quit. Yeah, it wasn't cool. That that might have been a big thing yeah. too. <laughs> it, it went in waves, I guess. Even like at the like at even like in the the early two thousand or the late nineties, early two thousands. I was gonna ask if I it was late nineties that they stopped skating. Yeah, I would say early two thousands or late nineties. I guess going into, uh, I guess middle school, I guess when they they stopped uh, going into high school. So, yeah, I mm -hmm. guess. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it's crazy. Like, it's, uh, you know, skating was cool. And then I guess, like, culturally it became uncool. But I think a lot of the people who stuck with it um, were just like, nah, that's cool. You know, like contrarian personalities. Yeah. They were just like, no. Nah. <laughs> I don't care what you say. This is cool. Mm -hmm. I, kept, I, I kept. It was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I guess all of us did. So that are here, either like listening and us three two talking. I never even remember thinking ever if there was a time where it was cool or not cool. I don't know if I was just too young to care at that time, because late nineties yeah. I was like twelve, thirteen years old, fourteen years old. But I remember like people saying I was like, "Oh, it's not cool, whatever. Skateboarding is cooler, whatever this is." But I never remember thinking in my head, like, this is cool. I just remember having fun doing it, and that's why I wanted to keep doing it, you know? Just skating with your friends just kept you doing it. It wasn't a matter of, oh, if it's cool or not cool. You just wanted to do it because you wanted to do it. Yeah. Well, and from whatever, from how people played sport, or I guess from, it was a way of release as well. Mm -hmm. Like, something you could do by yourself with, with, with your friends that skated, but that you could do all the time. What, to yeah. me to it you could do it in your driveway on a like a skate on a little bit like pvc rail that's like the really big thing right now i guess with covid yeah. Uh, but yeah that you could do it to there to go skate spot skate park but it was anywhere yeah that that, that is that is a uh, probably like one of the most attracting aspects of the whole thing like you know i was even like <clears throat> and i'm gonna relate it to this but 
I played dominoes the other day for the first time in a long time. And I was like, this is so much fun. Why don't I play dominoes more? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you need three people every time to play. And then, like, you know, I, I like playing chess. You play I got, two people, like, you know, dominoes? Yeah, it's not really the same. You know, it's you good could. to have four. Yeah. It's more. And then, so I like to play chess, and I'll play with, like, one person playing chess. And it's like, okay, cool, but you still need someone. But skating is something you can do on your own. You can do it in a group. It's very, um, yeah, and especially, like you said, during COVID, it was something that could, you know, people could skate the P-Rails, and well, it's a cool. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> well, I was saying, or I forgot what we were, or just, <laughs> just, just in general, I guess, skating, like, like I thought, or, or talking about, like, like, drew to it is, or with the idea that you could do it no matter what. P-Rail, I just used more for example as like what people had them even back before or for COVID didn't mean to really use it as an ex- COVID as an example, but it was just something you could skate or skating was a release of like or thought mental <clears throat> mental thought to whatever just you could just skate and zone out, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Answer the question that was asked or not, but <laughs> you probably did at one point. <laughs> I don't, Billy. You're muted. Sorry. Um. Well, yes, I wanted to actually before we in a, in a bit. I want to get into questions from uh, the our live audience, the people who are watching. And by the way, if you uh, want to offer a super chat, we give half of our super chats to our guest. So. Keep that in mind, and those questions get prioritized. But I wanted to ask you about Mead, the Mead Hustle. Jay would hate me if I didn't mention Mead on the block. So after um, Campbell, there was a, a bit of a divergence from the uh, the Shredweiser house. Some people moved onto this block called Mead um, in, in Oakland in a different area. And this was like, you know, one of the most, without them knowing it, they moved on to like one of the most um, murderous blocks in Oakland, actually, so they saw all kinds of things. Would you would you care to get into that for a second? Yeah. Uh, well, the first like month we moved in there, uh, there was somebody that slept. Like I guess it was like a quadplex. So when you walked in, like it was a gate. You walked in a single gate, but it was like a fence, pretty much like a, a metal, uh, concrete pillars, but just like a metal grid, pretty much fence. And then pretty much like a screen uh, metal uh, door. But there was a dude for a while that pretty much just like slept on like milk crates on it to the point where uh, you'd have to walk over him to like in the morning to like get out the door of them like selling shit. And then to the point where he uh, taped it, taped the whole door all the way like pretty much with duct tape uh, from like a six foot or not like a full full like pretty much gate door in a patio and uh it was the first i think be free at the blade jam i think that's what they were we were there like building ramps and things then i came back and i was like i guess like i feel feeling a little toasty feeling feeling good and i pretty much like got there and saw the tape and no one the dude wasn't there so i pretty much like took all the tape off the fucking the door and just like sat on the steps like leading into the the the, the apartment 
and I was like smoking cigarette pretty much like had had a few like had beers so I was just like sitting there and then a dude pretty much uh little Mike comes in and he's pretty much like not so little he's like I would say like six six two six three like well who's who's, who's little Mike he doesn't live there I'm sorry he's, he's just the dude on the street okay He's just one of the one of the guys Dude, who like, like holds it down on one of the most deadly gang ridden blocks in in Oakland that you guys live on. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll okay. tell. And you, and you guys became friends and acquaintances. Okay, so I'm just after this, I guess. <laughs> but, like, I'm sitting there like on like on the step like on my steps and just like sitting there with a ball of uh, duct tape and shit, and I'm like, dude, like uh, the dude you had here, I guess like. Uh, Stand here, I guess, like, doesn't have no respect and, like, pretty much, like, stays, sleeps in front of our, like, gate. And, like, I'm, like, just talking out of my ass or whatever, like, I'm not standing for this shit. Like, I guess I get it. Like, if you want to, like, give respect, like, you gotta, like, give respect. And the dude had no, res- like, no respect, whatever. And, like, as he's listening to me kind of, like, saying this shit, he, like, goes over to a, a barbecue grill that <clears throat> is off the side that none of us even went to. Mike or Moose at the time, Jay. I'm Jay may not have been living there. It may have been just DK or like Kyle. Uh, but he's like goes to the grill and pulls out pretty much like a gun and like puts it like. Well, I'm not sure exactly what it was like shotgun to like a, a oh a big gun. Yeah, and just like shotgun. Put, like, like I'm not too sure, but it was like a foot and a half like. <laughs> fucking gun and like puts it in like in his uh fucking like pants whatever and just looks at me as like i'm just fucking like rambling like yeah you gotta fucking give respect and give respect like we just moved in and he's just like you cool you cool and i was like huh and uh (laughs) just walked out the gate and i fucking like ran turned around ran up the steps i think moose and like jay or whoever was at the house and i was like huh freaking out and then like i see the dude pretty much like spy later didn't see him after that and he like calls me out in the street by name he's like how you doing and i was like well mike doing good how about you but uh yeah that was our first like few weeks like first like month that we to have jeez they that's, taped up that's a- our front door or like our entrance <laughs> They only left like a like where the uh, the deadbolt would be. There was yeah. no fuck a deadbolt, so it was you could only like unlock it by the bot like the bottom lock set, but like not the uh, no deadbolt. So, so yeah, your first weeks there, you get into it with this gangster. I didn't me, you t- well, you tell him he's got to give respect to get it. Well, and then he goes gets a big old gun. Yeah, I, I don't. We didn't realize. I, I think at the moment, I guess like where where we where we were where we moved in, or how cheap it was. I guess <laughs> from, but yeah. And then I like I guess maybe a little bit deeper in, like a couple of months into it. But like there's a laundry mat that was at the end of our street that uh, we would use and pretty much talk to any like just ha- sitting there with like bet, wasting time talking to people like how's your day and uh people would be like uh pretty good like where you live like what, what you doing here like i live right here on mead avenue right there and they're like damn <laughs> i've been down that street until i lost my habit uh <laughs> like you 
carry? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no. They're like, you got, a, you got a fucking knife. You got like stick. You got some. I'm like, I hand out joints and cigarettes, like in dollar bills. Like, nah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, pay the tax. Yeah, pay. I fucking get to the streets but i've, I've become the cool street with tax, the, yeah yeah how, how long did you last over there i think we were there for i want to say they stayed there J or uh yvonne actually fucking uh moved into my room when i really left. yep he was there for i think like four or five i can't like actually say how long but i think it was like two to three years me oh. blasted moose could be legit like the final tell telltale but that's a long time living in a place like that y'all were already know yeah did y'all have long beach already when he moved down here or to long beach bill um no we were in la downtown okay. la like oh, yeah. um no. like the, like the, the arts district and and mikey and jay came from from there yeah yeah crazy yeah. Wow. What a story. The mead hustle. For those yeah, had, who don't know. Yeah, uh, forgot our, our friend. Or what's his name? Uh, Louis, but I, I can't remember. Damn it, Louis. I'm sorry. I can't remember your uh, one of uh, uh, he's from England, London. One of Leon's friends stayed was staying with us at mead. And pretty much Jake Cottrell and I uh, were like, all right, dude, like time, like whatever, go to sleep. We all go to our rooms. He's sleeping in the living room and uh, pretty much he do get shot right outside the our window down at the bottom but pretty i guess in england shit shit's gnar don't get me wrong but like i guess on, on that level and he was there too and a house got raided next to the laundry mat and when he left we were just like all right dude you gotta go back to england and pretty much like say you survived meat avenue hmm. <laughs> but it was fucked like he got like watched like dude like take the dude shoot like people walk running like whatever, like stripping shoes, taking the shit out of the dude's pocket, and the dude was only seventeen years old. You can ask Jay about this. Like Jay would chill and smoke a blunts with his dude and just like kick it when he gets off work with Jane. Like it's it's pretty heavy. Yeah, blade houses are always in the hood like that. That's like the only way that a skater can afford. Yeah, like Vine Street has like the same story too. I know, and uh, yeah, it's just like skaters always end up in the bad neighborhoods like that. It's like the easiest way to afford to cram as many skaters in a house as possible. We went there to like downsize, but <laughs> risk comes with downsizing. <laughs> we went there to downsize. We're like, hey guys, let's have a meeting. Let's be adult about this. We have to downsize, okay? <laughs> we yep. have to squeeze out our expenses. We're going to move to meet well, Eddie, okay? Like, that was like leaving Campbell Street. Well, the rent was super low over there, right? Yeah, I think at first it was like, or I could be wrong. I think it was like fourteen or sixteen hundred at first for like a three bedroom with the backyard. Yeah, it's pretty Oof. low. Yeah, especially yeah, definitely. I think five hundred bucks each. Yeah, for good. Yeah, wow. Maybe, I can't remember, but cheap either way. Yeah, but so um, that was a hustle. <laughs> the meat hustle man it was uh yeah I, I feel like we definitely had to touch on that um we're gonna open it up for questions in a bit but uh i, I wanted to ask you especially as someone who works in the film industry who like might have lost a lot of work uh what it was like um going through things during the coronavirus and the shutdowns 
you know, it's funny. I was talking to Austin before the show and I was saying, you know, do you remember in 2018 when, uh, when like David Bowie died and Prince died and like Lemmy died and then we were all like, Oh my God, like this is the worst year ever. Five two, I think same everything year. sucks so bad. And then like we, no one could foresee that we were going to be like in Armageddon, like two years after, like, you know, this complete <laughs> shutdown. Like we thought that was like the worst thing that could happen. But, uh, then this whole COVID thing came and I know you were working like down in Atlanta in the film industry. So, uh, what was that time like for you? And I, if I'm not mistaken, did you did you have an injury during that time, or did you end up uh, getting one? Because I saw you skating a lot. Uh, no, things were things were cool then. Uh, I wasn't or injured at all. I guess I was, yeah, not at that moment. But uh, we were working on a show. Or we pretty much had close to six months uh, off work uh, for uh, with, with no work with with the shutdown with the virus. It sucked, but uh, I guess yeah. with we were fortunate from the production we were on. I guess the payroll company that we like were working underneath the, uh, for the production, they filed. I guess uh, filed for us for unemployment, so was able to pretty much get assistance. But I know more than I, I was fortunate. Where I know a lot of people, even that worked in even in the f- freelance Austin, you may the know this or like a, a mm-hmm. count for as well but like people that weren't so fortunate that didn't get assistance mm-hmm. but uh yeah it, it it was rough because assistance i guess it like even depending on where you are whatever is not not equivalent to like what you're doing while you're working yeah of course so it no matter what i think it, it, it was a bummer for everyone six months isn't so bad i think well, the show that I was working on, the heels that ke- also Kevin Dowling and Lewis J. Ba, pretty much Richard Williams, uh, who are wholly on, uh, pretty much we're all on the lo- uh, the locations health and safety team. Uh, the heels Showtime show that's about to come out that uh, I was on before the shutdown, but we were the first show, I guess, in like the entertainment and the shit to start back with COVID. Besides Tyler Perry, who owns his own universe yeah i guess you got like he, mil- he owns like ha- he owns a military base now he he has his own network he's absolutely killing he, it he, he owns a fucking like military quarters for people and shit how do you do like, that how, how do you own a military base he they the companies were gonna like buy, buy i don't know the full like the full shit's behind it but he his his him owning a studio there was more revenue for georgia than a company outsourcing money or like a company like whatever it's more beneficial to have a dude making movies in the space than selling it to somebody else yeah no that's true like revenue because he kind of he kind of brought the whole uh like the whole movie scene to atlanta right i know he's i i think he's a a native or like not maybe not a native of here but like he's owned studios here that's his second one but yeah, he's a heavy hitter of like pushing the envelope of like doing whatever you want here, or like make or making whatever you want here. That's dope. California's so expensive. That's a smart move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it started somewhere else too, where you know it's not as saturated. It's definitely a huge move, also. Yeah, I mean, he literally owns like I forgot how many. It's like three hundred acres or something shit like that. Like almost like uh, 
what do you call it? Uh, what's the dude Star Wars? His ranch called uh, Lucas Ranch. Lucas. Okay. Yeah. yeah he, he pretty much has like pretty much like fucking Lucas Ranch, but he has uh, Tyler Perry Studios in the middle of downtown Atlanta. That's dope. I don't know what I don't know what th- an acre yeah. is, but three hundred of them sounds like a lot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, huge. Yeah, I, I know we want to open up for questions soon. There, I feel like there's something important that we didn't touch on yet that we should do before we get into questions because we started talking about it a little bit before the show about the beginning of the Rossi's days and that you were kind of like a part of it and even the whole like face the music era and stuff like that. Uh, like what part did you have in that? Are you talking about when like Rossi's came back and started just selling the like black M12? Like is that what you're talking about before Valo stuff? No, no, no. I guess I was around uh, with Charles and Sean of living in Birmingham when they made the face the music. Okay, uh, so I, I, maybe I didn't understand your question, but pretty much uh, dealing with them. Dealing with them? What do you mean dealing with them? Dealing with who? No, no, no. With face the with with face the music. Yeah, I, I don't, you, you were saying something about you were around for like the beginning of like Rosie's days. No. Oh yeah, or with Charles and uh, with the, like them making the video and like edit or like. The, yeah, the, like didn't you, uh, you you filmed like Charles is like the the rolling hit the king the first the to first the filmed was him his ender for face the music. Oh shit! Shot. Okay, so so we got to talk about this. The, you the filmed first the fish thing one. That, okay. Yeah, that, that was, was the first I ever filmed. What you that was that was from my rec- memory that was filmed really good. <laughs> He did it three times. I chopped his head off once, and like, <laughs> I guess I wobbled on one of them. Sean Engler fucking took the photo and uh, filmed it Longview at the same time. What? Yeah, he just yeah. had a list in Sean Engler's uh, pretty much a, a part or like his office at his house that had like cutouts of like all the flash of all the writers of like all like printed out whatever. But like Charles had like his like list of like hammers that he wanted to do like on the wall and pretty much like it's the day we were chilling they're editing or like whatever uh was just like let's go oh man uh, i don't i don't know what i'm like doing <laughs> but it worked that's a crazy first trick to film yeah it was scary as shit it's a good way to get it started i think i was scared more scared than he was <laughs> obviously i think because he did it three times in a row but he laced it every time? Yeah. I mean, a trick like that, you kind of have to lace every time. But it, he, when he did it in the clip, it looked like he did it with like the utmost confidence. He just like jumped in super solid, grabbed the shit out of it, rolled away. It looked perfect in the clip. So, And like I said, I, I thought you filmed that spectacularly because especially for your, like when the first clips you ever filmed, to film that fisheye, like going that fast, that close, like you nailed it. Who, who gave you tips on how to film that? I guess it was Charles. Every time he would walk up steps and like, <laughs> telling me there charles and sean like they pretty much taught buckaloo who's an amazing filmer uh or mike but they're 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 or sean they're, they're they're talented fucking fools west driver with rejects and all that they're good oh yeah that, those are quality videos and magazines back then they definitely knew what they were doing that all the photos were completely on point the filming and all the rejects videos was on point it was uh it's good to see solid work like that, especially coming out of a place where all those 
heavy hitters are, you know, you, Charles, Rob, and stuff like that. It's a, it'd be a shame to see some of those clips filmed like really shitty, you know? Well, yeah, I was, I was fortunate to be there to watch it, but I was also very like graced by whoever the fuck filming gods to fucking like, what, fuck, keep my, or I don't even, yeah, it's, uh, it was crazy. Say, so put, put you in charge of filming? Yeah. Or on that one. <laughs> For no reason, just because you were there. You had, like, no filming experience. Yeah, that was it. He just felt <laughs> it. It was, it, was, it, was time, it was time to send. <laughs> That's putting a lot of trust in you, because I know from, like, a filmer's perspective myself, like, getting someone else to film you do a trick. Oh, it, yeah, I told him. I was like, dude. <laughs> like, Billy, I know you can attest to this, too. Like, when you want to yeah, do a trick yeah. and you're, like, not confident in the filmer, that fucks with you, too, because you're in yeah. your head not only thinking about the trick you're like how many times we have to do this trick are you going to chop my head off like what are you going to do how many times we have to do this you know it's more than just the trick at that point exactly no it's for him that was like a when you're doing a trick like that you know that's that's the thing like it's a it's a pretty big responsibility especially for your first clip like Mm -hmm. and and the fact that yeah that's um so that's that's heavy that's cool that and you must uh how did you cut his head off on the first one you said (laughs) Yeah. No. Was he pissed? (laughs) Don't do it again. Hold it like this. He kept it. He kept it pretty chill. That's cool. I've been a lot pissed. I've been more mad at like me than he was at me. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, you can't really be mad at the filmer knowing that it's like the first thing that they're filming. You know. I may have filmed like. I picked up a camera prior to that, but that was like actually the first like legitimate like real deal shit that I've ever filmed in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's like picked up like a camera in their life, but that like actual like all right, let's go film something that I may die at. <laughs> yeah, hand you like the GL oh, also. <clears throat> yeah, it was a GL. Yeah, I could, I could tell. Sick. Um. Yeah, we're gonna get into questions in just one more second and super chats, but Maddie, um. I gotta ask you, man, because you're still ripping these days. Where do you find the motivation to skate? Like past the injuries, past like everything. You know, you're working full time, um, and you're still skating so well. Like I love everything that like I want you to skate forever because I love every clip that comes it. out from it. you, man. I thank you. Uh, I just whenever I get the time to skate, I just like to skate. And I guess growing like skating. The era or like the stuff I don't know stuff I enjoy to skate I just like to skate I just like I don't know I like to have fun I hope to have fun it sucks or I guess with two with working I guess doing like late or manual labor a construction job and skating injuries I guess they don't they 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 don't really work together so it does suck but whenever I have the opportunity I I just love to skate just like y'all I don't know. It's just don't. in you. Yeah, it, I don't. I don't. That's what like pretty much like I recently started changing a few ha- like habits and hobbies, and uh, yeah. Elaborate. Pretty much, uh, I got a juicer not too long ago. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I uh, I wasn't expecting much, that uh, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like even like making smoothies and like the. Mm-hmm. Uh, but start. I quit. Or six days. <clears throat> I may not sound like it right now, but maybe it's just it's rejecting. 
I am smoking spliffs, but uh, I quit smoking cigarettes or trying to. It's been six days, and uh, that's one, I guess. <clears throat> I have a herniated disc right now in my back. Oh, my so, God. But, uh, smoking, I guess, too, hasn't been like a good, like, uh, I've been able to heal really quick from injuries while smoking and, and like doing a lot of things. So, like, in my brain, like, what if I quit some shit and shit would heal even quicker? Especially getting older, so <clears throat> time to be smarter. And don't That's get me wrong, it, man. Mm-hmm. we only got one one vessel, and uh, just trying to, yeah. At, I'm, not, I'm, I'm a little yeah. injury prone, so I would rather like keep like the, the 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 shit in my body that helps me recover. Yeah, I, I've personally found that you have a choice when you get to like your mid thirties. Um, if you want to more indulge or if you want to skate more because yeah. if you want to <clears throat> skate more you need to apply discipline because your body's already endured so much abuse so you have to take that juice or you have to take that juice you have to take that extra time to stretch that time to meditate to reset your nervous system that time to just like rest and it's not the same like you know i know uh i'm not sure about maddie but i know that uh maybe a lot of us were able to drink, eat whatever we wanted in our 20s. And by the time you get to like your 30s, mid 30s, you know, it's uh, you just the things that you put in your body are recovery tools. So it's important to if you're going through injuries, especially muscle injuries, stay hydrated, put the right things in it. Yeah, you're right, man. You want to skate as long as you can. Mm-hmm. But definitely be hydrated. <laughs> That's right. Uh, before we started the show, I thought that we were going to have a, another contender for the most cigarettes smoked in an episode after Nick Labar. No, There's no yeah. cigarettes, though. I know. That's what I'm saying. This is good because uh, you used to smoke a lot. Dude, too many. How much were you smoking? Uh, at uh, one point. How much were you smoking? Like t- two packs a day. Yeah, that's a lot. Sometimes, not all the time. And you just quit cold turkey? Well, I mean, I'm still smoking splits. Yeah, I guess it's kind of helpful. Yeah, well, but like, it's, uh, it's no, different uh, than the cigarettes. It's different. No cigarette. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Good for you. Hopefully you keep it up going because uh, yeah, you definitely have been killing it a lot lately. If you anyone checks out like your Instagram page, it's like... Yeah, I mean, that's part of the game. And that's why people like you for who you are when you skate because you do crazy shit like that. If anyone looks up your Instagram, like your tricks are serious. Every trick on there, even like the more recent ones, like the older you get, you're still doing crazy shit. So... You definitely have to well, be I'm healthier. Not, not very, I'm not a technical skater. I just like, I see spots or whatever, and I'm just like, I just want to get down that thing. Yeah. But you do I like so hard tricks. Like, <laughs> true. I just want to get down that thing. You do like true alley yeah. communities and true asses on down rails still and shit and like savannas. Well, like, like still like having fun like on the spots and shit, but I'm not doing like a, like a, I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's your mentality with skating. You just like, you see a spot, you just want to hit. He's like, I want to get down the thing. Dude, certain <laughs> like, spots or like whatever. I'm, I've, I'd rather like find a spot. I guess some spots are more or like more with stairs or down ledges or like whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'll get more worked or like skating like a flat like a curb or like a, a, a little like a ledge or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that way too. I definitely feel you on that. Yeah, kind of my yeah, you know, Demetrius George feels that way too. Demetrius doesn't want to. Demetrius 
George is a hero. He, he only great. wants to skate the monster stuff. You know, some people feel more comfortable on the bigger stuff. You know, super, so super uh, fast, super tall. Shout out Demetrius George. We got to get him on the show too. So yeah, we got we got a long list of people. Yeah, Demetrius. No. Hell yeah, definitely got Demetrius on. He's next level. Oh yeah, yeah. So are you. So appreciate it. Keep it in perspective. All right, let's get into these super chats real quick. Awesome. What do you think? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Um, there's one, one or two more things I want to mention. I know someone mentioned in the super chat, and if uh, right. the other one doesn't pop up, I'll, we'll mention it at the end. Uh, jumping into our super chats, like we said before, um, half our super chats go to our guests. So if anyone's inclined to, you know, give up a little money for our guests to support I them, guess do. whatever uh, comes in for the super chat goes to pretty much Julian. And like I guess to the low life, uh, the stuff. So whatever's contributed for questions goes to that cause as well. So oh hell yeah, that's awesome to hear. So that's dope. You heard it here, uh, Maddie's don't donating his half to uh, Julian and uh, his family in uh, Texas. So anyone wants to kick up some money, we also prioritize the super chat questions as well. So getting it started, we have seventeen BKS who says thoughts on flat versus anti rocker skating. This is one of the things I wanted to say too, because <laughs> I know you're a big well, flat rocker. Uh, <laughs> I know. Yep. My thoughts are, for the most part, like uh, it's how you started. I didn't start skating anti rocker, so I've always skated flat. I guess the 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 new concept of flat rocker being like 120 millimeter with a frame that's like th- th- two foot long with a like whatever. That's awesome. Uh, I have no grievance with flat or anti-rocker at all. I just like flat. I don't ride the crazy the crazy frames and shit. Just from riding flat from like starting, fl- riding flat. But I have no 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 grievances with either or. You're not like a flat Nazi. <laughs> I'm. I I just choose. I guess like uh, when I was riding for ground control. Pretty much uh, with the Megas to the Bigs to whatever, I try riding them. I honestly didn't like them because mm-hmm. I ride, I guess, small wheels already, like a 56, 57, I would prefer, or a 55 flat wheel on a frame. So I don't want my frame being pretty much like an extra quarter inch wide, uh, longer of dimension. Of like over, yeah. Like grinds and shit. Like, Unless you have a larger wheel to compensate for that, I'm I'm not like whatever. I don't design the shit, but <laughs> I've eaten a lot of shit from those frames, riding small wheels and not like the whatever. But just not a fan of it. Yeah, the, the classic flat rocker. How? Yeah, that, that's how, why. That's it's, why. It's, I it's a much like, better Bolino. ride. It's a much yeah, better well, ride. Bolino, I was getting flat uh, recently, and and uh, are you I skating think, flat think, recently? Then, yeah, you know what? And then I skated. I was, I'm skating anti now, and then I skated a bowl, and I was like, man, I wish I was flat right now, you know, like a, a good bowl. So mm. I think I might do two, because I think sometimes it could be two different things. I don't know. Sure. I don't well, know. No, different frame setups, but it's like, I guess I, I remember when I was out, or, or just with Bellino, pretty much was like saying we're sw- switching from anti-rocker or flat. He, he mentioned, I guess, Proscow or whatever. Uh if you ride anti-rocker, there's no reason to switch if uh, it feels good because flat's like the new cool thing to do. I guess riding flat, like my whole life, like flat, it's not, is nothing new. 
if like if it's not broken don't fix it mm -hmm. kind of thing yeah with even with flat with the frame technology there's like other other, other ways yeah. proving shit in the role blade game then spending yeah. thousands of dollars on fucking metal frames yeah and all this technology when we could be making boots and fucking like or like so much shit but yep. uh it is what it no, is it's, it is what it is and <clears throat> But the frame technology now, like flat, you could, it's almost like anti the way we experienced it back in the day. So, mm -hmm. um, there's all kinds of options. I know you're a traditionalist and uh, a traditionalist, and yeah. Well, um, it, or not, not so it's, much. I, I get, or maybe, maybe so. <laughs> I, I respect the way you ride flat too because that's the way I yeah, ride flat and I I, love that. I know there's other ways like you said with the newer frames with bigger wheels I, I and stuff like that stubborn, uh, and pretty much grow up and pretty much uh, I have like an 80 uh, big wheel uh, ground control frame just like roll around with casual casual cruises mm -hmm. need to do that but like I need to get different wheels probably buy a different frame but yeah like to skate forever besides like doing tricks or whatever that's something that is is gonna gonna have to come like i don't i don't hate on it but just for longevity purposes yeah. or just in general i mean fuck mm -hmm. I, mean, I take that back frank the tank out there in fucking california he's like 80 <laughs> 74 years old fucking growing yeah yeah shout out is it frank mendez yeah i didn't know his last name so I'm just gonna... i think so ah oh. uh, i might I'll, be wrong I was stoked that it was Frank, if it is Frank. Yeah. But I want to Frank. <laughs> Shout out Frank the Tank. <laughs> we'll um, just call it that. correct me in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got to... Uh, for all of it. And we're all getting older and everything else. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually rode... Uh, I'm not uh, telling you how to... Or like whatever. Or everyone needs... Uh, has fun in all different fucking frames. Mm -hmm. Our setups. Mm -hmm. So fucking continue yeah. to have fun. Have fun. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. We got a bunch of other super chatters here, so let, let's keep this going for now. We have Sean Michelson, who says, sorry for getting us lost in Chicago that time. Worst city navigator ever. Keep killing it, bruh. No, that dude was rad. We, we went around. It was fun. It's all good, dude. <laughs> no problem. Until we talked about it at Pow Wow, and it was cool. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. I got to see Chicago. And I, like, I'm not from there, so I got lost and got to see parts that I wouldn't have seen if we had like what it took the right routes. Yeah, you can't you can't go wrong with doing that, getting lost in cities and stuff like that. Especially you've never been there before. It's just a yeah. way to see the town differently. You seen Home Alone? <laughs> of course. Yeah, it works, it, it works out. <laughs> yeah, there's no way that I feel like you could have said that in any situation, and that would just work. <laughs> like, though, you seen Home Alone? Shit just works out. It shit works out, dude. It's so doubtful. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Uh, Lines and Media says, some love from the Gulf Coast. Here's to the big air day, bud. Uh, the only one that has ever or will ever lace the Applebee's ledge. What was it like landing not one, not two, but three tricks on that beast? What's the Applebee's ledge? Uh, it was a ledge in Pensacola, I guess, in Radius, and then in Rejects, I guess. I did, or... To like a Royale front unity, or it's like a parking lot, like ledge roll to like a down ledge with like a, a drop on one side, and uh, uh, yeah, it's like a then it has little like 
holes in the center of it, a little like can of whatever, but it's like a 20, 15 to 20 foot like drop ledge from parking lot down. You have to roll it. Mm. Uh, I was skating it. I was pretty stoked because Dre Powell and Rob were trying to skate it. And uh, I got it. They didn't get it? No, I got a Royale and a Unity that day. I was pretty stoked, but I did an acid like later. But now the tree's overgrown. I've got like, like times going back to Pensacola. I've looked at it to like go back and skate it again. But a palm tree, you can't skate it anymore. It's gone. Mm. So it's your ledge then? I guess so. And that ledge ends like up. Maybe not that. Maybe like five five feet with like a little bit of grass so like the whole like you gotta be like it's it's not the easiest but it's a you, to do certain tricks i almost kind of grinded it but didn't do it Ooh. That's, yeah Oof. but yeah it's a fun ledge Applebee's i'm pretty ledge. stoked i get to drive or if he remembers thank you but to drive by and be like yeah i, and I get stoked to see the spot but it sucks that it's overgrown that you can't skate it anymore a skateboarder, I believe, actually ollied the shit back in the day, and uh, it's a monster. So you and him, hold it down. Applebee's ledge. Yep. Two for ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a Boneless super- and Brutus. <laughs> Brutus. <laughs> uh, super chat from Josh Jules, who says, Yo, Maddie, smoke one on me. I skated with Noel Samuelson and Alex Hook last night, and Alex told me you used to Jock Feinberg and Stockwell Hard. Is this true? Yeah. Those are two diverse skaters. To Well, the, the, the style, I guess, diversity and shit, but Noel Samuelson, actually, shout out, and Josh and Alex, those are like old school homies from back in the day of like skating Navarre Beach. And, uh, yeah, Noel's, like, all of them are the shit. Uh, but Stockwell and Feinberg, those dudes are, both of them are fucking, are rippers. Yeah. Both despite, like, despite the difference of style, or like the hammers and shit, I guess. Like, yeah. Yeah, very diverse. The steez out a trick like Stockwell and then drop a fucking like, a hammer like Feinberg. <laughs> the, can't go wrong. Yeah. Like, try to like uh, get inspiration from the two from that i guess but Real, they're both heavy they're they're heavy hitters both of them for sure real both quick heavy. what what's your favorite stockwell section what's your favorite feinberg section uh feinberg i would have to stay stand fast oh good choice and, uh stockwell I don't. It's thinking hard. Yeah, <laughs> or definitely, definitely, uh, or probably regardless. Good ones, good choices. A good one, yeah. All right, moving have, along. We got yeah, some other ones. Aaron Schultz, uh, what's your what's your skate setup looking like these days? You still rocking flat? Yeah. Yep. I am. Uh, just, I have a. Uh, a skate that I haven't skated yet with like being injured, but just pretty much classic high cuff uh, M12s with the uh, uh, create flat. 
is dead. Uh, create flat, yeah, classic flat. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You I, function I, well in that situation. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're solid. They're very good frames. Mm-hmm. I always tell people that too, if they're trying to go flat and you want to like stay basic, like create frames, in my opinion, are like the best frames for skating flat like that. Well, since ground control qu quits uh, making Formula Ones, they had a very solid and they could have made it even better just with the template of that frame or mm -hmm. of the Formula One, just made it solid. One, one fucking shit would have been a great one or, uh, flat frame, but it didn't happen. Yeah, I think that was like the best ground control frame also. Yeah, so, but Crate pretty much has like a pretty much a very solid, just a basic, but mm -hmm. block to whatever you can ride. A lot of the riders ride anti that are some of the best in the world, so you can ride that frame with either or. Yep, agreed. Can't go wrong with that. Yep. We have a super chat from GV Games who says, pair character stretching his arms forward, raising his thumb. What the, what the hell is that? I think it's a. Is that, is that what it's it just? Emoji. It's describing. Yeah, emoji. it describes the emoji. Yeah. Uh, that's how it comes through with the the app yeah. <laughs> that we're on. <laughs> that's funny that that happened. Okay. So that was an interesting one. Thank you for GV Games. Uh, we have a super chat from Aaron Schultz, who says, "Are you still making art on logos slash wood?" Uh, I was pretty hyped on some of the logs. Logs. Oh, logs slash wood. Yeah, I'm pretty far with this. Um, I was pretty hyped on some of the art you put out a few years back. Find any good pizza in ATL? Uh, yeah. Fellini's. Uh, oh, Fellini's, yes, for sure. Lloyd's, there's a bunch of good pizza spots around. Uh, but wood burnings, I really haven't been doing them lately, I guess, with work. And uh, I'd like to do them again, but I haven't really done too many lately. I got some ideas, but they pretty much take time and just whatever. I'm sure you get back into it. Yeah. It, it, due time. Next I pandemic. Yeah. I got a couple of Matty's pieces. I got a, I got a couple of Matty's pieces on the wall right here. Hang oh, on. Wait. You should put them in the background. I, I, I didn't want a bell. Oh, you yep. did that one. You did the bell. Right. Yeah, I did that. Nice. Yeah, it's been a minute. Like, well, but this is one of the earlier pieces. That's been in a few episodes. She has scars on her face, you know, like all here. So. Oh, that's sick. That's oh, that, that was a thing when I did it. I was like, <laughs> I don't know if he wants some knot in there or not, but I was like, fuck it. I'm going to make it the way she like. In nah, it's perfect. We love yeah. We loved it. We love it. It's one of the few things that hangs yeah. in our bedroom. So. Well, appreciate it. That's true to yeah. life right there. I've got to make it for you. Or this, she, she asked me to make it. Yep. <laughs> But she yeah, has no, you to make it. <laughs> I haven't been doing it lately. <clears throat> I need to. Now right, we got a super chat from Scott Mack, who says, thanks for all the hammers. Oh, you're very welcome. I hope to uh, fucking get back good again and start or continue to just have fun. I'm sure you will. You'll be drinking all those juices. Yep. <laughs> Dude, fucking uh, celery and uh, sweet potato. <laughs> that's what you juice yeah and beets oof that's some raw yeah. ass shit well no they're good for an, uh, anti-inflammatory yeah the beets yeah they're healthy for or all of it all that shit is mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah that's it and as far as now we have our last super chat from Nicholas Taylor who asks what your favorite era in blading is 
Uh, I'm going to have to go with, I guess, late nine, like 99, uh, 98 to pretty much like, or no, I guess 2000s to like pretty much, or fuck, I don't, all of them. All errors. They're, they're all unique in their own way, but I guess like, To, I would have to say what I grew up that inspired me, I guess, to, to skate. Or so, but... Uh, classic rock. Yeah. Yeah, it's a classic rock station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would say early 2000s. 2005, it's so like 2007. Like, that shit was pretty much like as raw as it gets. The wild era. That's known yeah. as the wild era in skating. Yep. <laughs> The wild and out era. Mm-hmm. Well, we got we got a couple more questions, and uh, and then we'll let you go. All and right. again, Maddie, thank you so much. It's been it's been thank super you. fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kevin Collins says, Maddie, going to skate Gainesville anytime soon? Wow, Gainesville, Aaron Feinberg's hometown. Yeah. Well, in uh, Georgia, there's a place north. Uh, yeah. I guess with Lewis and pretty much the John and Bond and a bunch of their J-Bot. Uh, Gainesville has shit tons of spots. Uh, John and Bond, John Bond, Jovi, John Bond, Bond, J-Bot. That's boys, but line the spots up in Gainesville and uh, send them to us and we'll come We'll come there. If the spots are in Gainesville, I've seen spots on the Northern Skate Spot spot, but look for down ledges and banks. Those are your, those are your spots, down ledges oh. and banks. Yeah, I want to retire a lot of spots once I pick up the blades and just like just skate a few like certain certain objects. I like that confidence. I want to retire a lot of spots. <laughs> I love that. So, um, this will be our last question. Matthew Rice says, "What's your connection to Maryland? I've seen you rocking Orioles hats for years, but I feel like you've already answered this question. So yeah, I don't know if yeah. we need to get I was into this." Born. I was born in Maryland, in Silver Springs, in between Baltimore and D.C., and my whole family, both sides of my family, all pretty much like origin or originated from there. Still live yeah. throughout Maryland and uh, Pennsylvania, and I guess now a few different places. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty much like the the home hometown or home state. Yeah, your roots. Well. Maddie, I want to say Thursday. thank you. We've been talking yeah, for about two hours now. It's been lovely. It's been awesome. Um, thank you so much for everything, like, uh, you know, talking to us. And it's amazing to see you're skating through all this year and years. And great to hear that you're doing so well for yourself. But um, do you have any parting words, words of wisdom, last things to say to the future generations of skaters who might be looking and listening to this podcast or Words of advice for all these years of, you know, eating shit, coming back, recovering, ripping, staying true, um, and then shout outs. I'm sorry, I take a lot on the plate. I'm just throwing it all out there. I would say to like the the old shredders to the new ones, the same kind or like whatever. Have fun, fucking whatever you do. You don't gotta fucking do hammers to have like a good time you don't have like you can do whatever the fuck you want uh just have fun skate that's why we all do it and uh 
shout outs, I guess, like definitely to Dunkle, Trace, Shima, you guys, pretty much everyone, uh, Joey, fucking Noel, or fucking everyone. But fucking just shred whatever you want. Fucking have a good time. Uh, really, that's it at the end of the day. Stay healthy, I guess. Or, like, definitely not, I guess. Like, you definitely have to do it getting older. Yeah. Especially for new people. Like, uh, it, bad habits are fun. Do them, but do them pretty much, like, counteract them with, like, a good, like, a good fucking healthy shit. But Yep. Balance. Yeah, balance. Yeah. If you want to last, balance. Good. Yeah, have fun and shred. And drink a lot of water. One thing before I let you go. Water. I was trying to figure out the posters behind you the whole time. Obviously, there's the sleep one. I'm looking above that. I feel like, is that the Almond Brothers one above you? No, I got a, there's a Leonard Skinner al- like album. Skinner. I knew the Skinner. Yeah. Okay. There's a. On the left, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, that's Skinner. But above you, Hank. Well, yeah. That's like Luke the Drifter. And then mm-hmm. uh, pretty much. The Holy Mountain. Yeah. Or goddamn, yeah. What's what's the one behind your head? What's that? What? Right, right behind your head. That, that one. Your black one. Right behind your head. Your head. 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 The one right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's uh, me or Johnny Cash. Me to sell. Sorry. Johnny Cash. Yeah. <laughs> Dope. Awesome, man. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, we didn't even get into music today. Well, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into music another time. But well, Airbomb, Maddie, boss. I can't hey. believe you didn't talk about uh, Arizona. But... <laughs> were you waiting for that? No, I thought I was... you were going to be airbomb, airbomb this whole time. No, grabs grabs are of the past. <laughs> did you retire them after Arizona? Yep. You no, did? Not so, not so much. <laughs> Airballs. Hell yeah. Maddie. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Maddie, you're the man. Um, everybody, yeah. we'll see you guys on the next one. Maddie, thanks so much. Love you, bro. Oh, love you all. Peace. Later.